Welcome to Pulp. Nope. Nope. I, haven't <laughs> even, I haven't even got your levels yet. You're just jumping in there like it's cool to do that. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fliction. This is the one where we review Disney's remake, reboot retelling live action version of the jungle book which took the box office by storm this weekend directed by john favreau the man cub mowgli flees the jungle after a threat from the tiger shere khan guided by bagheera the panther and the bear baloo mowgli embarks on a journey of self-discovery though he also meets creatures who don't have his best interests at heart jacob let's check out that trailer jungle is no longer safe for you. But this is my home. Only man can protect you now. Poor sweet little cub. What are you doing so deep in the jungle? You are a man cub who wants to live in a jungle. How do you know that? Kid, I got ears. My ears got ears. Only I can protect you. Forget about your worries and your strife. What's that? That's a song about the good life. He will stop at nothing until he has this boy. If anything happens to that kid, I'll never forgive myself. Thank you, Jacob. I am Brandon Rabar, joined, as always, by Rachel Jameson and Jacob Crisp here on Pulp Fliction. And we are going over The Jungle Book. I don't know about you guys. Spoiler alert, I love this movie. But let's hear what you guys thought about it. And speaking of spoiler alerts, we always spoil here on Pulp Fiction, so... If you don't want to hear, if you haven't watch seen the, movie, the Jungle Book already, then yeah. screw you. <laughs> if you don't know the story of the Jungle Book, then we don't even care if you're spoiled. Uh, let's go over the cast though, real quick though, before we get to initial reactions. Making, I assume, his debut. I think. Yeah, pretty uh, sure. I thought so. Uh, playing Mowgli, Neil Seethi, uh, cute little guy. Uh, Blue, voiced by Bill Murray, perfectly cast. Yeah, he was perfect. Um, Bagheera, uh, played by Bing Kingsley. Shere Khan was played by Idris Elba, also perfectly cast. Yes. Uh, Rockshaw was played by Lupita. And Ka was played by Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Akila was played by uh, Gus Fring. And, <laughs> <laughs> and King Louie was played by Christopher Walken. I don't know if I'd say that was perfect casting because it was so distracting, but I still think it did was a good job. Not, like was, New just, York accent for King Louis. Yes, yes. It was so weird. And then, oh, and by the way, when I said perfect casting, I went for the kid, not Bill Murray. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Where, okay. Did you? We'll get to that. Okay, all We'll right. get to that. I thought that was, uh, well. So I'll, the kid, you thought the kid was perfect Oh, the kid casting. was perfect. That's all I, that's yeah. All I was getting Yeah, at. he was adorable. Yeah. Uh, but Jacob, what were your initial overall thoughts on The Jungle Book? Um, to be honest, when I first saw the trailer uh, last summer, it kind of goes along with with all these Disney movies that they're redoing. I, I really haven't. I actually haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen the Maleficent. Cinderella. Oh, Maleficent's really good. Uh, I which actually one, which heard what that. was the other one you said? Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was else, good too. What else? Oh, uh, the Hundred and One Dalmatians. I never saw that one. 
Oh, yeah. With Glenn, Glenn Close. Oh, yeah. Um, that and, threw me off because it was like 20 years ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All um, these new fangled movies, like 101 <laughs> Dalmatians. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah. Then, so then we have The Jungle Book coming up. And honestly, I, I sort of had the same reaction. It's just like, come up with something original, something new, you know, and I'll go see it. So, Like Star Wars. That, that's completely different. <laughs> that, that's a, you're wearing the shirt, so it made me think of what I had to say. <laughs> that's different, Brandon. It's different. <laughs> um, so, uh, you really, for the most part, up until like the last month, I just, I was just kind of whatever about it. Honestly, some of it probably had to do with the lack of movies that are out right now. But getting to really the last week, I kind of was getting more and more jazzed about it. I, as I have been saying, I don't watch trailers anymore, so I didn't really. It's been a while since I'd seen the original trailer. Right. And then I saw the reviews, and I did not realize John Faber was directing it, so I, mm-hmm. I got even more excited about that because I think he does a great job with all the movies that he's directed so far outside of maybe a, a two. Um, Would you say he's an underrated director? You know what? Speaking of that. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Good sign. <laughs> we are going to be doing our top five underrated directors. In honor of this movie. Yes, yes, we are. Be sure to listen to our Top 5 podcast. <laughs> yes. All right, so yeah, going to the movie. Uh, I went Sunday, opening weekend, uh, full crowd, full house, and uh, you know, lots of kids in there. And really, everyone, the, really the buzz was, is it going to be scary? Because mm-hmm. the trailer looked like it could be scary yeah. because of Shere Khan. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, I love the movie. Let's just get right down to it. The the So much of that goes into the details of the animation for anyone who had any kind of job, you know, designing this movie, I mean, really be proud of yourself for that. That was just an amazing accomplishment on what they created as far as the, the technical or the animation, uh, anything, CGI, however you want to put it. It was unbelievable. I mean, I feel like unlike anything I've ever seen, maybe outside of the bear scene in The Revenant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I mean, it was, it blew me away. And then when you get to the story aspect of it, look, this was this is based on a novel that uh, by Rudyard Kipling that I don't really know when it came out. I'm guessing somewhere in the early 1900s, yeah. you know, maybe mid 1900s. Yeah. I don't have that in front of me. Just a guess, Rachel. You can look that up. I am. <laughs> so we know it's a good solid story, and I think what one thing that helped drive this movie so much is that there was a lot of dialogue being passed around, whether it was at the the water hole, the wolf pack, or the wolf meetings. Uh, really with Mowgli and Baloo or the Panther. Like, there was constant, constant dialogue that really helped drive this movie as well. So you've got great action sequences. You've got great dialogue going on. I mean, it's a very good movie. I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I, I would and, not disagree oh, oh, with Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One last thing. And to me personally, I thought they handled it perfectly as far as not scaring children and i'll get into that a little bit later but i just really don't think it was that scary at all for i mean maybe two-year-old fine right yeah i think a four or five-year-old could handle it just fine and yeah. there were plenty of those in my audience oh, and no one was crying or freaking oh, out oh that's cool because yeah. i wondered that uh it did a good job of being intense probably without being too scary yeah uh rachel what about you were you scared published in 1894 by 1894 the way. so close to 1900 okay so rachel what were your thoughts on the jungle book i was terrified <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh i liked it i think that i mean i saw the same reviews and all that kind of stuff and i heard from brandon first about how much he loved it 
So I think maybe my expectations were high because you were like, it's so good. Yes, I stand by that. And I thought it was good. But you didn't think it was so good. Yeah. What were your issues with it? Oh, are we going to get into that right now? Because no, you guys are going to attack thoughts. me. No, you know, these are overall thoughts. Right. Well, I'll, I'll get to huh. my, <laughs> my <laughs> surprise. We've already covered what I didn't think was good about the movie. And it's about the first thing that you guys said was good about the movie. The CGI? No. The CGI was incredible. The dialogue? Nope. That's good. That was good, the, too. The scariness? No. The I, end credits? I didn't. Where there like 2,000 people worked on I it? I didn't mm-hmm. think the kid was a great actor. Really? Oh, wow. get out of town. Really? He was adorable. I thought oh, he was he's really cute. well cast. He's cute, and he looks like he should. He's just not a great actor. Really? I, I mean, I, I think he might I get, grow up and get. be hot someday. <laughs> but I didn't think he was. I mean, I didn't I think he was a great child actor. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like he, he, he looked like he was having so much fun. Yeah. Maybe even sometimes too much. Too fun? much fun. Where I could see like this is the kid having fun and not really acting like. Like sometimes it'd be more of a, a, t- a situation than really? it should have been. I, I thought that he and, handled acting to because you know he's acting in front of nothing. Yeah, green I mean that or would something. be. Which is I thought impressive. his reaction to a lot of stuff seemed really good. Well, I'm not saying like this kid is trash and he should That's never exactly act again. What you just said. That's it's how I very, interpreted it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very hard to act in a movie like this with all CGI for anybody, but especially for a kid, I think it would be even more difficult. Uh, just because you're a kid, you just think he's no Bob Hoskins. I'd, sure. But he's better than any actor that was in like any of the prequel, like Star Wars prequels. (laughs) At least he made eye contact with with the animal in front of him. Yeah, he was he was definitely better than Jake Lloyd. But in Star Wars, they were looking at their chest or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But there were times when he said lines, and I was like, it just sounds like he's literally reading a line off of a page. I know what you're saying. He wasn't the best actor. He wasn't. I do think that he was perfect. Like. He looks, he looks the, part, the part, and he was adorable. Yes. and I, I think he got the sweet. Yes, part he did. Right. I think he's but, probably just a sweet kid. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to grow up and be a good actor or not. Huh, it never crossed my mind. I thought he was great. No, I, that's I, I what you're saying. That was my main beef with the movie. I got. I, I understand. But other that. than that, I did, Rachel hates children. Did, <laughs> they're so bad at acting, guys. <laughs> just kidding. Um, did either of you grow up really loving the Jungle Book? Because I did. Like, we watched it, but I never really loved the Jungle Book. That wasn't, like, my go-to Disney movie or anything. Uh, I'd be the same way. Like, Misty said uh, she they watched it a lot, but I, I didn't watch it a lot. I, I, I watched it a handful of times, and I liked it, but it wasn't, like, a favorite that we watched right. over and over again. Right. When I compare it to all my Disney movies, <laughs> you know, it sits in the middle somewhere. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. That's it, how I I think it's a too. cool, fun story. Look, I mean, it's animals, and most kids love animals. Right. Yeah. Rachel probably doesn't. But <laughs> I hate animals <laughs> and kids. But, this I movie mean, was awful. It's a fun movie. It's got two great songs in it, and, it does. Uh, you know, it's a fun story. And that's what's kind of so different than the Maleficent and Cinderella and How do you know you have that? Those? We've got like, <laughs> I, well, we, 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 we're dealing with animals here, not not people, and, and I think it's a cool setting and and all that stuff. You know, uh, you can just a whole lot you can do with. And who'd have thought bears and wolves are in the same jungle as lions and tigers <laughs> and bears? Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, my real thoughts. Obviously, I loved it. Your exact quote was best movie of the year so far. I think far. it is the best movie of the year so far. I've well, only seen 10, so. Yeah, I mean, what would you put above it so far? I don't know. I'd have to look at a list, but. The Witch. The Witch. That's the only a, thing I have, have a good I argument. Have contending with. 
And that would be a good argument. I'll get back but, to you. But on technically, that. this movie was incredible. I mean, Jacob covered that, so I won't go too into it. And I'm with you. I think that as far as the CGI goes, it's probably the most realistic. I mean, especially when you're dealing with so many different animals, and every scene is is kind of flooded with CGI. And usually, that's distracting. Usually, I mean, like to take not to pick on it because we we crapped on it a couple weeks ago. But take even uh, Batman versus Superman. The the whole uh, doomsday part. Yeah, I mean that looked like a car- straight up cartoon compared to what we saw in the Jungle Book. Um, this movie it just the the animation was just so incredible. The sound, the action scenes were so good. But I really love the voice the voice actors, especially Idris Elba was so great. Oh, as he was a, on point. He was he was perfect. He was. I mean, he was the highlight for me as far as the voice acting goes. Yep. Bill Murray was great. Oh, right. Now, see, I kind of have an argument. Against, I would, okay, I, actually, I'm going to completely disagree with you on that, Rich. Really? See, yep. I was fine with I think Bill I Murray. I think that's did, maybe because of the cartoon I watched as a kid, though. See, I think my problem with it, I was fine with Bill Murray. I think he did a good job. I think he did as well as he could, but it was, again, hard to separate Bill Murray from. I mean, he was from, definitely Bill Murray. Right, and that was my thing. And Bill Murray's usually kind of like, sarcastic and usually kind of an ass and Baloo is so sweet and lovable so it's kind of hard for me to plus Bill Murray has also played Garfield another animated movie like so it's kind of hard for me to separate Bill Murray from Baloo or or, well, or from Bill Murray and believe him just as Baloo as like this Bill Murray well they say it in the movie too like you know he's Baloo's the con artist so right. they feel they have to cast someone who can pull that off you know sarcastic you know the Garfield was a good point which that's a great, he's a great voice for Garfield. I did not think he was the right voice for this Baloo. Uh, I, it, it just didn't, it just didn't match. I think with the scale of the animal and I'm really being nitpicky, but it just didn't seem right. And some of that I'm pretty sure has to do with me as a kid watching the original jungle book. It's a much lower booming voice. Yeah. That, I didn't quite I, that's get right. that with, with this. Actually, that was the only uh, voice actor that I had a problem with. Relax, kid. No need to get worked up, okay? Where am I? Uh, this is a cave. It's my cave. You don't remember what happened, do you? No. I saved your life. Yeah, I, I snatched you from the jaws of death. The coils of death, if you will. And lucky for you, your new favorite hero, Old Blue here, just happened to be passing by. Uh, no big deal. Just tell me this. Can you climb? Yeah. Then let's quit wasting time and get on with it. Get on with what? Payback, kid. Payback. What do you mean, payback? Payback for what? Uh, I think Honestly, you know I thought was... Scarlett Johansson's was awesome. I she did was. not was a great see pick. that coming. She was awesome. Yeah, which would look. She That's did, the first she did time I've ever to have sex the... with a snake. <laughs> she, I, I mean, we all saw the movie Her, right? Yes. Okay, and I thought she was amazing in that. Like, she was. She is very. I guess she's got great voice control. She, oh, she she has her voice great, is amazing. It's she has such a unique voice by does. itself. I, I love Scarlett's yeah, voice. She, she does have great them voice. casting 
the snake as a female voice. Yeah. Or I guess female. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a very good idea and it really, really worked. And in the theater, I'm sure yours was the same way. The way it echoed left and right, yeah. back and so forth. Cool. Very trippy. And look, uh, I know Brandon didn't. Did you go see it in 3D, Rach? I did. Oh, okay. I heard it was amazing in 3D. It was in, really in good. In particular, the snake scene. Yeah. It okay. was. Actually, it was a little bit hypnotizing when it showed just the snake's head and her eyes were starting to like kind of wave. Uh-huh. Like when she was like, do you uh, want to yeah. see? Yeah. And yeah, it was, it did the way that, that it looked in 3d, it, it did look like a little hypnotizing and a little bit unnerving, even a little bit, a little bit. That kind of makes me want to rewatch. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to go back and see it. I, I actually was going to try to, uh, uh, yesterday today and just didn't have time. I will go back and see it in 3d cause it, while I was watching it in 2d, I was like, man, they're doing some really cool things here. I bet this looks cool. In it 3D. was good. Yeah. And it was nice that it was a movie that, 3D would be relevant for and it didn't seem even though everything was it didn't seem like a gimmicky 3D if that makes sense yeah like yeah. there was a reason for this movie to be in 3D and it, it looked really good I'm glad I saw it in 3D yeah I might go back and watch it but Idris Elba I think was fantastic he's he's so intimidating and, and malicious and, and and he was even though I knew it was Idris Elba I, I guess I, I don't know if it's because he's a better voice actor or because maybe his voice isn't as well known as as Bill Murray's or Christopher Walken's, or so unique. But I, I wasn't able to. I wasn't distracted by the fact that it was Idris Elba. I just bought him as Shere Khan. You want to complain about anybody else's voice because you knew who the actor was? <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick before we move on from that, I mean, okay. So Ian McShane, I don't know the name of the character, but he voiced the the evil tiger character in the Kung Fu Panda movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And of course, Ian McShane's also from from Dead Britain, Wood. huh? Huh? He's from Britain, from England. Oh, from Britain, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I was going to say Deadwood. Deadwood. And so he he was actually an amazing character voice for that animal, that creature as well. But if you think about his voice compared to Idris Elba, they're both kind of booming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like. They can be both intimidating and calm at the same time, and they yeah. use that up and down throughout these right. characters. And again, that's just—I just didn't ever really feel like I got that with with um, Bill Murray. With Bill Murray, I, I but, think you're right. I, I think that's the thing. Like, if I think about Bill Murray and some of his movies, is he really ever like that in any of his movies? Like, he doesn't have much of a. I, I just don't think he, Bill Murray. I'm sorry, I just don't think he has much range. <laughs> yeah, I think it always sounds like Bill Murray. Yeah, I think he really pretty much always plays Bill Murray. People love Bill Murray, and they probably won't. Love, I, I kind of think he's overrated, especially as a as a serious actor. I actually like him more back in the '80s when he was just straight up. Yeah, he plays the same character. character in every movie. Yeah, he does. He was great in this last movie that he did, though. The Jungle Book. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. I love that movie. Yeah, he was yeah. really good in that. He plays an ass. Well, that's really the well. thing. Like, he, he might be the same in every movie, but I still like him in right. his movie. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Except for the Jungle but Book, that's like saying that's like saying Brad Pitt. I mean, like Brad Pitt in all of his movies, yeah, but he is Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. He Matt is. Damon, same thing. Yeah, you know? that's true. Okay, uh, as far as voice actors go, anybody else you want? Oh, we want to talk about Christopher Walken and how uh, he just sounded again. I love that King Louis scene. Yeah, I was going to say that whole scene that, in particular was very cool. Oh, in was, fact, when he first got kidnapped by the monkeys, I was like, "Oh, cool, we're going to get to the King Louis part." Yeah. And so really that whole transition to toss him through the trees, that was, oh, that was so really cool. cool. So well and done. when he gets in there, like to be honest, when we saw this when I saw the scale of King Louis, yeah. Okay, it seemed a bit big, but whatever. Because yeah. it was still when he when he first came out, okay, I did not know who any of the character or any of the voice actors were. 
I forgot about Bill Murray, but the rest I just didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know either. And I so when I'm sitting blind. there listening to King Louie, like, I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? And then, Really? And somewhere in there he just goes, ooh, and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was a really, really cool scene. And when they snuck in the song, the Ubi Doo. Yeah, that was so cool. I was like, oh, how, what a nice touch because that could have gone yeah. completely wrong i think both Rage songs probably didn't like it no oh. i i thought it was a little bit jarring in the middle of this random. movie like they fit bare necessities in there yeah that was seamless that was and seamless it was cool and was this was kind of like oh i guess we're gonna have like full-on jungle book songs now that's a good point because you're right they they did squeeze in bare necessities like they were floating down the river and have a good yeah. time before something like you know critical happened yeah. and that's how it and it was just very quick nod yeah, it was but this nod. was a full-on musical song it was. it was which completely changed the tone of the movie yes it, it did and that was actually almost could add a genre it. to the movie do what that was actually one of my complaints with it that it had added a song to it. Yeah, it just it, it it was it was jarring. It seemed like it came out of nowhere because he was like this big intimidating King Louis, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's singing a song where this has been a, a realistic Jungle Book. So I thought that was just it, kind of weird. It, it but was I mean, random, it was a really cool scene. But I smiled. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Was, I, I, I had a big it. smile on my face. I was. It's 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 certainly daring and. It was it was off, but I still I'm willing to completely look past it because I was I was pretty stoked. I mean, it was yeah. it was nostalgia for me. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm ch- I'm curious how children responded to some yeah. of that. Yeah, well, especially I mean, depending on whether they've seen the original or not. I mean, if they've seen the original, I'm sure they really dug that. You're right on the scale, though. He was really really big. It was a big uh, ass monkey. Plus, I kept calling him a gorilla. I was like, that's not a gorilla. Yeah, it's orangutan, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know orangutans are big, but they're not that much bigger than no. a bear. Or, or if they're even bigger than a bear. Are they bigger than a bear? No. I mean, he was like 20 size the times of blue. I would say that they're probably two-thirds the size of a bear. Yeah. Yeah. This is Pulp Fiction uh, Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the sizes of some a- other animals. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I would be lying if... I tried to come up. Get with it, lion. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't have any complaints. I'm with you on the. I, I see what you're saying on on the kid actor playing Mowgli. I, I see what you're saying. It, it didn't bother me, but I did. I mean, I could, that's t- prob- I could tell he wasn't an experienced actor. Right. It's probably nitpicky. This is probably mostly a movie for kids, not adults. And right. I mean, he was he was he was a he was good. He well, just I'm wasn't with a you great child that, actor. I think kids make or break a movie. I mean, they will completely break a movie if you don't have the right he wasn't that bad there. and so okay good i'm glad you said no that, he w- he's not some... a horrible actor by any means he just wasn't the best kid actor you know what i mean like there were a few parts that i was like hey that's not that great but overall i mean it was still a fun movie he looked like he was having fun i think he's a really sweet kid i think he's adorable so they should have cast the kid from a uh, problem child <laughs> is that the first time Problem Child's been mentioned on Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. It that won't be the last. Is, that is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Blast from the past. Well, what about the story in particular? Um, I mean, did you all like, do you all like the story of the Jungle Book? Oh, uh, I thought we were talking about Problem Child still. No. It's going to turn no. into a Problem Child podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think the story is great. I, I mean, you know. It's a, it's a little boy raised by wolves. How cool is that? I mean, you know, you have to suspend disbelief. Besides the fact, you know, that it's a movie based on a cartoon, based on a you know book, but 
uh, you know, because I don't care how trained this kid is, he's not going to be able to run faster than these animals and stuff like that. That's that kid was happen. never going to be a wolf. And the, that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like, I mean, like climbing <laughs> the trees and like, I, I always think when I watch movies like this, like, man, his feet would get torn up. Like, oh, my feet would hurt so bad if I was doing it. My they hands did, would be so scratchy. I did scratchy. appreciate that they scarred him. Yeah, they did, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, sent you all a text somewhere right after seeing the movie and asked you if uh, you'd ever heard of a feral child. I have. Yeah, I have. Um, and apparently are, there are such things as kids and children who are raised by animals. That's crazy. Look up feral, F-E-R-A-L, but a feral child is a human child who has lived away from human contact from a very young age and has little or no experience of human care, loving or social behavior, and crucially, of human language. That's crazy. Feral children are confirmed by humans... I'm sorry, are confined by humans, uh, brought up by animals, or live in the wild. Honestly, the, the That sounds way less cute. Well, it does. actually, all the stuff that you research on it is super depressing, and they're scary as shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet they are. I'm looking at some pictures well, right they now. Would have it's no, pretty sad, really. They'd have yeah. no empathy. They'd have no, like... Yeah. Yeah, it would all, yep, it would all be bad. Man, this is freaking me out. I'm looking at pictures of them. <sighs> way to oh bring the gosh. podcast down. Well, I just don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> well, about the book, apparently. I just wonder how they actually survive. Like, I guess animals can be that smart to, like, how do they get the milk and stuff? I, <laughs> this, this podcast really is, took a like, weird this direction. This really is turning geographic. What I would read is that, like, the you know, around four or five years of age, that, that the parents would just throw the kids out in the, maybe even younger, but the, the parents would just leave them out in the backyard or in a cage with the animals and they yeah. would just leave them there how cool is are the animals though to realize oh that's a little that's that, a little cub I'm yeah i mean i heard about uh, a jaguar raising a kid really yeah um chicken no way i swear yeah no way yeah um definitely dogs what was the other random there's another random one in there but yeah no way yeah, weird stuff dude i'm gonna look this up <laughs> jungle Bus- bumming me out man y'all just want to talk about feral kids the rest well, of the show <laughs> going going back to the jungle book i mean i'm, I'm trying to think of other things to really talk about I, I don't know if we can really get i mean everybody knows the jungle book i just think it was such a great it was so well done and and i don't know like how deep if they're just gonna mine every single one of the old disney movies and make it into a live action film or not but so far they've really been Really good, and that, I think that's this my is the theory. best of the bunch so I, far. I think that they will remake all, almost all of their movies into, you know, these these kinds of movies, and yeah. then after that, they're going to go back through them and turn them all into like Pixar style movies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then a virtual reality version. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anything else? Uh, Apparently you guys not. Want to say about the Jungle Book? I, no, I, I I thought John Favreau did a great job. I thought the entire design team did a great job. Yeah, Rachel. Special effects are impressive. Oh, well, at least you agree with that. That's no, cool. I mean, I say all these things. I gave it an eight. I oh, thought it was okay, a see. good movie, but when you were like, oh, it's so good, I expected it to be a 10. But I also think there is more, even though Jungle Book wasn't your favorite or anything, I think there was a bigger connection because I honestly barely even remember the animated oh, really? Jungle Book. I mean, I remember the bare necessities and I remember Baloo scratching his back on the tree and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, okay, I don't remember so don't much about that, the Jungle Book. I, I just think even going in fresh... Look, well, I said it's the best movie of the year so far. I mean, this is April. And I mean, good movies don't start coming out. I, I mean, it's right there with, for me with Zootopia right now. So I think the two best movies so far have been kids' movies. I haven't been keeping track very well of my movies this year. I've only tracked eight of them. And already I'd say dead, I like Deadpool and Hail Caesar more than I liked this. 
Deadpool was pretty great. I'll agree with you there. I know you didn't like Hell Season that much, but I I still think Deadpool is a better movie than The Jungle Book. No, you're wrong. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Deadpool was really good. Moving on to our What Have We Been Watching Lately section. Uh, I I have one I'm really excited about talking about this week because it's actually right there for best movie of the year for me so far. The Jungle Book? Do you want to go ahead and talk about it? I saw two this... Within the last week, that would be right there with Zootopia for my favorite of the year. Actually, that'd be my one and two. Go ahead. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and talk about it then. Uh, hello, my name is Doris. Oh, really? The one you talked about last week? I didn't talk, did I talk about yep, last Yep, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, yes you, you did. did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No way. 100%. You didn't even see it this last week. You saw it the week Are before. Are you for real? Yeah, I thought you were going <laughs> to talk about Chuck Norris versus communism. I thought this. that's what this is all leading up to. <laughs> Uh, just edit that out. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I liked it so much that I was like, really, I was excited about talking about it two weeks in a row. Are you sure it was just text or I told you guys? No, that? you no, definitely talked, talked about, about it last week. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm starting to remember some of the things I said. <laughs> it's good, right? It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with myself. Southfield, a little older. Yeah, just copy yeah. and paste what he said last week into yeah, this week. He's gonna cut all this out. No, nope. uh, yeah, well, this will be his cue. <laughs> Asshole. That'll be, that'll be cute. Now it's all. Never stay. cut it out when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you think that's an excuse to cut it out. I know. I don't know. You think I'd learn too? <laughs> so, what have we been watching lately? I'm gonna uh, toss it over to Jacob first. Uh, just <laughs> get to the section just now. Jacob, what have you been watching this week? The ones I want to talk about, let's see, I just finished Vinyl. I believe the last, the season finale was uh, last weekend, uh, which, you know, I didn't watch it week by week. I watched, like, the entire series in one week. So, anyway, you you watched it, right, Rach? Yeah. Did you finish it? Uh, I, I don't think I've seen the last episode. You watching it in one week, I think, is probably going to be detrimental for the series. Oh, it's 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 Mad Men on, on cocaine. It's, <laughs> it would be hard to watch all of that in one week, I think. It it's heavy. certainly was. In it's fact, I would watch a couple here and there. Sometimes if I get into shows, you know, I can watch six or seven episodes all night long. Right. But I would cut it to two, maybe three. It's heavy. Because um, it's... It's it's pretty depressing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it's it's not that it's it's not that it's depressing. Well, it is. But Bobby Cannavale's character, Richie Finestra, is just a pretty terrible person all around. Oh, is he? Uh, I just want to throw this out here. His last name is Cannavale. We've been saying it wrong this whole time. I saw an interview with him the other day. Cannavale. Cannavale. It sounds so Italian because he's so Italian. Um, is he like, though? Is he like Don Draper bad? No, I mean he's 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 acted really well. I mean, I, I think he's right. He, I think he's, he's very he's good. A terrible in it. person, like um, like is he? Can well, he's, like, at all? he's so different than Draper because you know Draper's a well. I was gonna say he's a womanizer, but this this guy really isn't a womanizer. He's just he's a drug not. addict. Yeah, he's just a cokehead, um, and he's kind of a mess. And the I think as far as the show in general, it's it's directed really well throughout. One of the things I I really enjoy are. Uh, how they add music throughout it, and it's not—it's it's not just rock and roll. It's jazz, blues, country. Yeah, that's cool. Like really, kind of. And it's, I've discovered some really good music through that series. How do you explain how they do it? So what they'll do is they bring in, you know, um, an actor who was kind of. So basically, it's someone acting the part of of a real musician, right? Whether it's I don't know Buddy Holly or you know someone somewhere between 
really the history of music from 1900 coming forward. Uh, really, just really cool how they do that. It's just very quickly. Usually, it's about once or twice in an episode. But on top of that, they are continuously adding. I mean, it's it's a dedication to music as as much as it is a That's TV cool. show. Uh, that that makes me want to watch it more. But it's sometimes overkill. It's sometimes a little too much. Would you agree with that, Rich? I don't think so. Okay. Because, I mean, the show is about a record company. Right. Mm-hmm. So it should be about music. I mean, I read a lot of, I've read some reviews in there, I think just by general watchers, not by critics. And they're like, oh, it's just a, it's, I've seen this before. It's just another excuse to play a bunch of music. Uh, but to me, it's like, well, no, it's a, it's a show about a record company. Right. So why shouldn't there be a lot yeah. of music? And it's filmed well. Actually, my favorite parts are when they kind of do the slow-mo stuff. Um, I mean, there's just some really cool stuff in there. I, I, I really... I really liked. I figured you would but, appreciate how well it was made, if nothing else. Yes, but ultimately the story in itself—it's kind of a bummer. I mean, oh yeah, that's why I can't believe you watched it all in one week. <laughs> I, I had to take a break after the pilot episode because it's like two hours long. That pilot was long. So that I gave was it too long. It it felt long, but I was intrigued. But it felt long. So even after that, I had to take a break. Watching it one week at a time was perfect. But I. Yeah, it would be rough to watch all in one week. It's not a binge watching show, yeah. but it's a good show. Uh, is the whole season out? Yeah, like when you talk about yeah, it's on HBO. Episodes? I, I know it's like 12, twelve, eleven. Uh, I think it's eleven. Okay, okay. might be eleven. Uh, I am slightly concerned because Terrence Winter is leaving the show oh, for really? creative differences. He will not be back on next That's season. That's a bummer. Uh, he's <laughs> one of the creators, and he did Boardwalk oh. Empire. He did part of Sopranos or some of Sopranos. Um, what else has he done? He's done a lot of stuff. And it's it's all good. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. So, but he is not going to be a part of the crew next season. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. That's concerning to me. But we'll see. Cool. But I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so two movies came out in the last two weeks on DVD. One's The Revenant, the other Star Wars Force Awakens. So you've watched <clears throat> both of them so- 17 times <laughs> both of I have watched Force Awakens about uh, two or three times uh, actually I haven't watched The Revenant yet but with both of them I, I, I immediately went to the behind the scenes and watched both of them because I wanted to see how they did certain things in both movies for The Revenant in particular it's definitely the bear attack I, I had to see how they did that and for Star Wars just the entire creative process you know I really wanted to see how they how they executed it all um, for the Star Wars The Force Awakens, the behind-the-scenes stuff that comes with the DVD is amazing. It's awesome. It's about two hours worth of stuff. The entire creative process, whether it's creating BB-8, whether it's uh, just designing, we'll just say CGI computer graphics, uh, actual you know makeup, and I mean, just they, they did a great job. And so it's really cool to see that behind-the-scenes. Really worth the purchase if you get the Blu-ray or DVD. For The Revenant, do not get it on iTunes. It is not a behind-the-scenes of... Of the movie. It is uh, more of a documentary. I mean, unless you enjoy this kind of thing, it's more of a documentary on the environment uh, and how. Did Leo do it? <laughs> right. And, and, you know, kind of like about, well, really how the human, the, the you know, people have taken advantage of it and all that stuff. You Boring. don't really get to see any of the making of it. You see some That's of sad. it, but it's more of a. A comment, a commentary on this issue of, a, of an issue. It's using of, the revenant to push an agenda. It's really whether you believe in it or not. I mean, whether you 
agree with that issue, don't whatever. But I've been right. like, I'm here to watch they the revenue. They took the opportunity. Yeah, you said it. They took the opportunity to use the revenant to push an to push an issue. Whereas I really, really just wanted to see how they did so much cool stuff in this movie, right. and it's not in there. I was really, really disappointed. That by sucks. That. I still love the movie, but I was really, really wanting to see the bear stuff. Yeah. I mean, they showed some little minor things, but it was not, an, it's not enough. Yeah. That's not, not for a movie that amazing for, yeah. for the, what it accomplished. You know, as far as other movies I watched this week, I'll just tell you, I watched Harry and the Hendersons, nice. uh, which I, I love <laughs> that I watch is about awesome. every five, seven years. That's awesome. Uh, super bad, which, okay. There's some comedies I intentionally will not watch for a period of time because I know I'll forget things that happen in it. So that when I rewatch it, I It'll laugh. It'll be funny again. Yes. Yeah. Superbad is a really underrated comedy. Oh, it's hilarious. It hilarious. It's, it's, it's not a forgotten one because it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I think it's one that's going to stick around. <laughs> I mean, one of the greatest lines I laughed at was when Jules says to, um, oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. He goes, well, he goes, well, that's funny because <laughs> it's located on my cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got some great stuff in there. Uh, I also watch Legends of the Fall, which I'll watch about every yeah, year or two. That's a good one. A great movie, one uh, best cinematography. You know, and super bad. I mean, that was before Jonah Hill, Emma Stone, Michael Sarah, Seth Rogen. It's really before all of them. Well, Seth Rogen kinda, wrote it, um, right? And Judd Apatow produced it. I think. Um, I know he didn't direct it, but anyway. Seth Rogen was around quite a bit before that. Yeah, but I feel like he wasn't like a known guy. I mean, like I know he did Forty Year Old Virgin, and I know he was in Knocked Up. But so I guess what what was the time? Which of those came out? Superman first? came out in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. So it was after Forty Year Old Virgin, and uh, I think Seth Rogen had been around for yeah. Quite well, a I know, while and obviously he'd been that. in Freaks and Geeks, which was in ninety nine. But I know it was kind of before all those other ones were stars. And it's kind of the what really made all them take off. For Jonah Hill, I would agree with that. Um, for Michael Cera, yeah, probably. Yeah, Emma Stone for sure. Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Rachel, what have you been watching lately? Brandon talked about it last week, but I did watch that movie Hush, the horror movie Hush with the deaf mute girl. That it's a home invasion movie with the deaf mute girl. And it was good. Right? And you made fun of me. You're like, ooh. Well, because it sounds like, ooh, I'm just going to stand behind your couch. (laughs) But it was good, right? It was good. and Really suspenseful. And Brandon thought he was super cool because he saw it before everybody else. And it is available on Netflix, people. So I know. Well, I am super cool. I saw it like three weeks before it was available on Netflix. (laughs) I can't believe it, though. Like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. It was like super, super, super limited. And then boom, it's on Netflix now. Well, it's a good movie. People should watch it if they're into horror movies. It's pretty good horror movie, especially for like a little indie low budget horror movie. It's really good. The main one I should talk about is a movie called Eye in the Sky. Yeah, with uh, Helen Mirren and Aaron Paul and you Alan Rickman's it. last movie. It's it good is good Alan reviews, Rickman's. isn't it? It's got great reviews. I want to say it's it's in the nineties for sure. It is. It's like ninety three percent. Yeah, I'm, on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not sure what it is on Metacritic. It's pretty much seventy three. By Metacritic and 78, 7.8 for the fans. This is typically the kind of movie that I steer away from. Um, I'll read the synopsis to you. Colonel, C-O-L, 
Colonel Catherine Powell, a military officer in command of an operation to capture terrorists in Kenya, sees her mission escalate when a girl enters the kill zone, triggering, triggering an international dispute over the implications of modern warfare. To me, that sounds like sounds like a military a freaking movie. snooze fest is what yeah, that sounds that's, like. And that's why I didn't want to see it, because it seemed... It is boring. not. It it does not come off as my type of movie. But the I, genre is drama, thriller, war. Okay, I thought this was a drama. I didn't know this was a military movie. Uh, well, and I don't typically like military movies, so I kind of steered clear. And then I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "Hey, this. I think this is more about people than it is about, and like morals and that kind of thing than it is about like let's get into an in depth war discussion." Which is not what I wanted to see. So I went and saw it and I actually really liked it. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Um, and it really is, they, they're facing a situation where there's these awful terrorists. They've been tracking them forever. They know that they're going to go on and kill some other people. So they want to take them out immediately. But it's also going to kill innocent people, particularly a little girl. Like there's there's no way around it. If we take them out. It's going to kill this girl, little girl. So what do you do? Is what is it legally okay? Is it morally okay? Like Aaron Paul is the one that's going to have to pull the trigger. Is he okay with that? Is he going to follow orders? Is he is he going to do what he thinks is morally right to do? Um, it also shows how frustrating it can be because they have to get clearance from all of these people about okay, what will we do? That is this a political nightmare if we go ahead and like. Okay, we killed terrorists, but the media will focus on the fact that we ki- we also killed an innocent girl. So how does that look politically? Because it's an election year. So there's a lot of things to consider, and it basically just takes place, and they switch back and forth between a few different like military bases where everybody's kind of stationed, and they have conversations through you know phone or conference or whatever. So uh, you just kind of go back and forth in the rooms and it's basically all dialogue, but it's very, very tense. It is a very tense movie. How's I w- Helen Marin? I'm a big fan of hers. She's really good in it. She comes off completely powerful in control. She's, she's a little more like hard nosed. She's the one that's actually been tracking these terrorists the whole time. It's not everybody else. So this is a big deal to her, but I, I thought it was really good. If you like war movies, you'll still like it. If war movies aren't really your thing, you'll still like it. It's just a good movie, really. And Aaron Paul won't bother you. And there's no yos and there's no bitches in it. Oh, I didn't say that. I was into it until you said that. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually you sell it pretty well because I was like, uh, political wartime spy thriller. I was like, nah, I don't know. No, Sorry. it's a it it. it it really is intense, and it will make you think, like, because I don't know what I'd do in that situation. These people are really going to, they can kill hundreds of people, and one little girl can die, which is horrible. But what is the greater good in that case? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Brandon, you so, don't like spy thrillers? I'm not big on them. No, just because, to me, they're all the same. Like, I like they're like cut and paste story. I'm like, oh, that person's going to be a double agent. Oh, this is what's going to happen. I like, I can just, like... Paint by numbers, tell you exactly what's going to happen in them. I mean, it's true. Okay. That's part of the reason why I don't like them either. <laughs> I agree with that assessment. But, you love them, I know. I but, know you're big fans. But Eye in the Sky is good. Actually, it'd be interesting to see your two different perspectives of it. But I yeah, thought it was really I, I'll good. I'll probably end up seeing it. I do recommend. 
My movie I want to talk about, I guess, is Hello, My Name is Doris. No, just kidding. Ah. I talked about that last week, of course, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about uh, – did you talk about – I forget. I, I blur or realize when we talk about stuff in, in our podcast when we talk about stuff. Have we talked about the People versus O.J. Simpson on here yep. very much? Yep. Okay, well, Missy and I just finished it this but week. I don't think you talked about the, the – it, it just finished up. Didn't yeah, you? I don't yeah, think we just, talked about the finale. Okay. Man, I, I've talked to a lot of people about this show, and I've heard everything like, I loved it, it was awesome to, mm, I watched the first episode or two, didn't really like it, stopped watching it, to, I have no interest. It got great ratings, like the ratings, as far as like how many people watched it, were through the roof, but then also, critical reviews have been incredible. I think it's jarring to some people seeing uh, people we know, these real life characters played by famous people, but man... I really probably by the third or fourth episode, I got really, really into it, and it was one of those ones that I just wanted to binge watch. Me too. Uh, and I ended up really, really loving the series. I ended up not noticing the celebrities. The only one yes. I could never, sh- well, uh, John Travolta. I, John Travolta. I could yeah. never shake John Travolta. I'm the same way. He was, and, and he was fine. He did a good job. But I'm but with you. He it, was, it was John Travolta. Yeah. I even got used to David Schwimmer as Robert so Kardashian. So did I. And I got used to Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. as OJ. Uh, but I'll tell you who the standouts were. Were Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. I heard that she's really good as Marsha she Clark. She's fantastic. Is so, she's got to win an Emmy well, for I it. Well, I heard that she does so well for Marsha uh, for Marsha Clark that it kind of... I, you know, Marsha Clark got made fun of a lot. Back yeah. She did. And they cover that. And um, it kind of re- like reinvigorates her. You know, just her... Um, yeah, like it makes her relevant again, and it makes her it sheds a different light on her. What was that was what was so cool about this series is you know our memories are are funny. We'll remember certain things like if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. It's like we take certain things, but this you find out. What I loved about it is you find out so much about the case that either you forgot or you just didn't know about like the facts. But then also their personalities and the people themselves, like Marsha Clark, always saw was the girl with the goofy curly hair, or she seemed kind of like a bizzo. Uh, but in this, it really kind of uncovers yeah. uh, who she was. And what I really loved about this, I would fact check after every episode, and it was amazing how close it was to actually what really happened. Like, you know, most shows and movies, they'll dramatize for, for effect and things like that. There was hardly any of that in this series yeah. whatsoever. I mean, it was all pretty much. And then so I think she was the standout, and the other standout, standout was Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran. He was fantastic. Uh, those two were both, I imagine they're going to get nominated for Emmys and Golden Globes because they were both really really good nathan lane was good as well uh but those and I two appreciate were the it. it didn't it didn't feel to me like they were he's married to angela bassett by the way oh, really? random trivia yeah um it didn't seem like they were trying to make you necessarily bias one way or another because johnny yes. was really likable and you yes. understood his point what he was trying to do he was trying to acquit oj Simpson, but not I don't really think because he thought OJ was innocent, but because he was trying to prove a bigger point yep. about racism. Right. Um, and so you kind of like, and you it's don't, a no, that's a noble thing to want to do. And you could tell he truly believed in that. Like, right. okay, well maybe OJ is or isn't a murderer, but this there's is a really bigger happening. problem right. and we need to uncover that. And in a way that was a victory. Like, but then you feel like there's such this injustice because you feel like this man who's Absolutely. a murderer gets off the series. 
it really doesn't take any sort of slant. It just shows the facts, and it makes them all likable, but it shows all their flaws, um, you know, both sides of it. And even OJ, they don't tip their hat to what they think, whether he's guilty or not. It shows you some things that, you know, he could be shady, or hey, maybe, maybe he's innocent. Um, it just kind of shows you what happened. It's... I couldn't recommend it higher enough, and and I was really skeptical of it going into it. Yeah, it's it's a very good series. Yeah, and the next one it's going to be an anthology. They're going to do a different true American crime each season. Next season they're going to do Hurricane Katrina and like all the crime that happened in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. So it's it's by Ryan Murphy, uh, same dude that did uh, American Horror Story. He did Scream Queens and he did Glee. Yeah, I love uh, this guy. Yeah, this guy is really really good. Watch. Uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. That is Pulp Fiction. Be sure to listen to our top five podcasts in honor of John Favreau directing The Jungle Book. We are going to count down our top five most underrated actors, uh, our top five favorite underrated directors of all time. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fiction. Be sure to edit that, Jacob. Asshole. <laughs>